What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey folks, Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com here with the Locked On Bucks podcast. We are back for episode 28. Bucks' first game of the season moving ever closer. Only two more podcasts before your season opener in Atlanta on Sunday against the Falcons. Uh, it is Wednesday morning for most of you. Uh, Tuesdays are a strange day to recap in the NFL. Uh, Bucks are already kind of into their traditional game week schedule, if you will, uh, which means Tuesday is off. It's a day off for players. Um, what's interesting is that it's also uh kind of workout tryout day in the nfl i always feel weird that they kind of hey players you guys take the day off don't worry and then they bring in a throng of players to uh, work out uh, bucks are always looking to see what they can do to churn the bottom of that roster to to upgrade the number 53 player in that roster and also honestly to to get the most of those 10 practice squad spots as well um, you know initially they just kept nine of the guys they had cut in their final cuts uh, but you can tell they're already starting working, trying to get uh, better there. The big news of the day Tuesday uh, is that Cecil Shorts, a guy we had uh, mentioned a little bit over the weekend, uh, Cecil Shorts signed as a receiver. So we'll definitely get to that in a minute. Uh, Cecil Shorts obviously helps uh, upgrade the Bucks' uh, depth at receiver. Uh, we'll have a lot more on Cecil here in a little bit. Uh, just to preview what's coming up here, the Bucks are back on the practice field uh, Wednesday afternoon. We'll be out there with all the updates there. So it'll be our first in-season injury report of the season. Uh, first chance to get a sense for how everybody's doing. You know, when they practiced on Monday, the only player on the 53-man roster that was held out with injury was uh, the rookie linebacker from Oklahoma, Devontae Bond, who's kind of been slow coming back from a hamstring injury. Uh, tomorrow, or today, sorry, Wednesday, uh, we'll have a real sense as to whether he is uh, in a position to play in his first week or whether they have to make a move to... Uh, kind of upgrade their depth there. Only five linebackers on the roster, so it'll be tight if uh, if he's inactive and the only linebacker they have beyond the three starters is Adarius Glanton. Um, one update we want to make, uh, since we mentioned the first injury report of the season will come out this afternoon around 4 o'clock, uh, the NFL has changed the way they're handling injuries. You know, for the longest time, uh, it's always been uh, doubtful, questionable, probable. Um, so we want to say goodbye to probable today. Uh, very sad to see that probable is no longer a part of the NFL injury report. Uh, for the longest time, it was 25-50-75. If you had a 25% chance of playing, you were doubtful. Uh, 50% you were questionable. 75% you were probable. And then like two years ago, they kind of changed things up a little bit um, to where now you had probable as like a near certain to play type designation. Um and it was kind of annoying. Like, if you had an NFL team that had a player listed as probable going into the game and they didn't play, they had to provide, like, documentation as to what happened that caused the player who was probable to not play. Uh, NFL very concerned about making sure everyone knows exactly what the injury status is for, uh, for players going into games, making sure that's all above board. So now, uh, all you have now is doubtful and questionable. 
uh, and questionable kind of becomes the catch-all that's going to cover everything from like 99% chance of playing to uh, 50.0% chance of playing. And then doubtful is kind of the, the, the new unlikely, if you will. So we'll get that today. Again, I don't think you're going to see very many players listed on that report unless something has popped up here in the last 48 hours since we, uh, since we last saw them at practice. Um, have a little bit in the paper today talking about Atlanta. Uh, we can definitely do a little bit of opponent preview here on the podcast as well. Uh, I think I think that Thursday's podcast should have a, a little crossover, a little uh, co-op with the Locked on Falcons podcast up in Atlanta. Uh, excited to start doing that. We've got podcasts on this podcast network uh, for, I think, 30 of the 32 NFL teams. Almost a full lineup now. Uh, so you're going to start seeing as the season goes on more uh, guest stars from other podcasts, me showing up on other podcasts. Uh, more of us showing up on the Locked on NFL podcast, which is a great uh, daily listen for you just to keep up with things around the league. Um, the, uh, the Locked on Fantasy podcast, also an important one. If you're getting your, uh, your lineups ready, first NFL game is Thursday night. Uh, so make sure you get those lineups set. If you are lazy and wait until uh, Sunday morning to pick your lineup, you could very well have a, uh, a Bronco or Panther on your bench or something like that that you didn't notice. So get those lineups checked, and, and don't forget to uh, check out the Locked on Fantasy podcast as well for help on that. We have Locked on Draft as well. Locked on NFL Draft has already started up. Uh, really neat to think about the NFL Draft being, uh, being that close in terms of players and conversation already starting for the uh, 2017 NFL Draft. We get the uh, Bucks today. Should have interviews uh, on the offensive side today. We'll get uh, Todd Munkin uh, on the podium for the first time this season. We also get Jameis Winston on the podium uh, talking about this first week. Uh, but we also get uh, a little bit of look at the opponents. We'll get a conference call uh, with Dan Quinn, the Falcons coach. We'll get Matt Ryan on the phone as well. I had mentioned the podcast. I went over to Orlando two weeks ago and got to talk to some of the Falcons players. And what we got to talk about this week, honestly, is Julio Jones. Um, you know, Julio had 1,871 yards uh, last year, led the NFL, um, and again, has really done a number on the Bucks. We talked to Alteron Werner, and he was just talking about what a big problem he is to cover, how, how big a challenge this is right out of the gates for the Bucks' corners, whether this be Vernon Hargraves or Grant Grimes or Alteron Werner. Uh, last year, first game against the Bucks, Julio Jones had 12 catches for 162 yards and one touchdown. Uh, second game, he had eight for 93. Um, over the course of his NFL career, has averaged seven catches and 116 yards against the Bucks. Uh, six touchdowns over the years. Uh, so definitely a troublemaker, uh, somebody they got to account for. Uh, I thought they've done well to upgrade their number two receiver uh, in getting Muhammad Sanu, the old Rutgers receiver. I covered him since he was a freshman in college, had a big game at Tropicana Field in the St. Petersburg Bowl. I've always liked Sanu. He's a guy that uh, can uh, pick it up and throw it if you need him to, to kind of surprise you with that uh, double pass. Uh, but again, Julio Jones, somebody they're very aware of. Uh, on Sunday and somebody they've got to account for. You want to try and contain him. If you give him 100 yards and no touchdowns, that's literally uh, a good game and good coverage to keep him in check. But we'll see how the Bucks defense does with that. Hey, speaking of Sunday, speaking about that game in Atlanta, uh, about to head up there. Uh, very interested in getting up to the Georgia Dome. Uh, if you don't have tickets yet, uh, football is back. And SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close in person this season. Uh, there's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best seats, best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether it's at the 50-yard line, the club seats, 
uh, or the upper level. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Uh, it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. You look around right now, uh, Bucks Falcons tickets. If you don't have tickets for Sunday's game, uh, as little as $37 on SeatGeek right now. Uh, if you're looking ahead to that Bucks opener, uh, definitely some interest picking up in that Rams Bucks season opener in week three. Uh, that's a $54 ticket right now on SeatGeek. Uh, USF is in town on Saturday. They're playing Northern Illinois. That's a cheap date right there. If you want to go to that game, uh, tickets as low as $10 on SeatGeek right now. And the big one, the tough ticket in town here in the month of September for sure, is USF FSU uh, coming up here t- three weeks from now. Uh, I guess it's 18 days from today. But uh, Saturday, September 24th, the Seminoles coming off that big win uh, to open the season there in Orlando. We'll be here in town against the Bulls. That's a $130 ticket right now. You have people that are buying season tickets from USF just to get that FSU ticket, and then they can flip the rest of them uh, down the road. But $130 there. SeatGeek, again, take take the app on your phone there. Uh, just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend, any game this season. Uh, the cool thing with SeatGeek is you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares every ticket for you, searches multiple ticket sites. Uh, you get a, a, a deal value. They'll give you a deal score, uh, rank it between 1 and 100. So you know not only whether it's a cheap ticket, but what that ticket is compared to what it goes for elsewhere and what the face value might be on that ticket as well. So SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. Uh, they want to help you get the most bang for your buck, and that's why every ticket at SeatGeek has that grade, that, that value grade you're going to get. Make sure you check that out. You can sort by grade. You can sort by uh, ticket price. It was cool in that they have uh, these price alerts you can get. If you're looking at a ticket, like in that FSU ticket right now, $130, you can set up an alert where if it falls 15% below that total, uh, you'll get an email. You'll get a prompt on your phone that tells you when the price has dropped, maybe to that price that you were willing to pay. Really neat feature you can take advantage of. Uh, best of all, listeners here on the Locked on Bucks podcast can get a $20 rebate off of their first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, to get your $20 rebate, please listen on this. To get that $20 rebate on your tickets, download the SeatGeek app, as we mentioned. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. You got to enter promo code L O Bucks for Locked On Bucks. That's L O B U C S. Enter that promo code. SeatGeek will send you twenty dollars after you've made your first ticket purchase. Uh, so download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L O Bucks today. Thanks again, SeatGeek. Love to have SeatGeek on board as a sponsor here. You know the big news that we do have to get to here from Tuesday uh, is Cecil Shorts. We have talked a lot about uh, the Buccaneers and receiver depth. Uh, a lot of questions going into the season as to who the fourth and fifth receivers were. Uh, Russell Shepard kind of got that fourth job largely on his special teams value. We've talked a lot about that. And then the fifth receiver job, you know, at one point people would have thought Lewis Murphy was on this team uh, coming off the knee surgery. He's going to miss at least the first five games of the year. Uh, and then the other guys that you would have thought of as generally being in the mix, uh, one by one, got plucked off by injury. Dante Dye got a hamstring. He got waived. Uh, Kenny Bell got a concussion. Bernard Reedy looked like he had the job and maybe the kickoff return job. Tore the meniscus in his knee. He has surgery. He's out of it. So uh, Friday, we had news that Evan Spencer had made the team. Um, Evan Spencer, a former Redskins draft pick. Uh, smart kid, coach's kid, football mind for sure. Uh, so Friday, he made the team. Uh, the thing about the NFL is that it's not making the team uh, the Friday before the first week. you got to be there the day before the game, Saturday at 4 o'clock, to really make that 53-man roster. Uh, as a result, Evan Spencer was waived on Tuesday, and the Bucks had brought in, uh, as we mentioned, Cecil Shorts, a good veteran backup receiver for them. Really a good match. Probably, we don't know the financial terms yet, 
uh, but not an expensive gift for them. He is 28 years old, uh, six feet tall, uh, more of a speed guy than a size guy, but he's a guy that can probably help them inside and out. Uh, had signed a two-year deal with the Houston Texans a year ago, uh, went in and had modest numbers for him at least in 2015. Had 42 catches, 484 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, those are you know yards and catches. That's the lowest production he's had since his rookie year. Uh, has averaged right around uh, 700 yards a season, around uh, 55, 60 catches in those years. You know, you go back. Uh, we had mentioned that he has an overlap. He has a history with Dirk Cutter. Uh, 2011 was his rookie year uh, as a fourth-round draft pick in Jacksonville. It was Dirk Cutter's last year as offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. Uh, and it's funny, the receivers coach with the Jaguars actually got fired in midseason. One of the reasons was that he wasn't playing Cecil Shorts enough. Uh, I think the management had decided they really wanted to make a, uh, a big move to get him ready for 2012. Uh, and he did. I mean, if you look at that 2012 season, easily had his best season then. Um, averaged 17.8 yards a catch in 2012, which was second in the NFL. Only guy that beat him was actually his new teammate, Vincent Jackson. Uh, so in, in Cecil Shorts, what we have here as a situation where the, the Texans drafted, or Texans signed him two years ago. Uh, this is like March 2015. Uh, and then basically drafted over him is what they did. They took Jalen Strong last year at Arizona State. Uh, he missed half the season. Is going to be an impact guy for them. And then they used two high draft picks this year. Uh, Will Fuller and Braxton Miller, who are probably the, the two and three now for Houston uh, behind DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so a big upgrade at receiver for the Texans. Uh, it coincides with Brock Osweiler coming there. Uh, I expect them to be a better team offensively. Houston, to me, has been a team that's been a very good defensive team, obviously with J.J. Watt there, but hasn't necessarily had the same offensive punch. Uh, so you add Brock Osweiler, you add Jamar Miller at running back, you draft two big receivers in Braxton Miller and Will Fuller. Uh, good news for the Texans. The bad news is that uh, Cecil Shorts is the odd man out there. Had taken a pay cut even in June trying to avoid getting cut. Uh, the nice thing about this deal with him and the Bucks is, is that all he has to be is a number three or number four receiver. He doesn't have to come in here and be a, a number two a starting receiver. Uh, it's a depth hire. So this is something that uh, I think Cecil Shorts can fit in really well. If, if he comes even close to matching 40 catches and, and 500 yards from last year, he, he's done a good job for them. They're going to have Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson to get the bulk of the catches at receiver. I think he'll be right there with Adam Humphreys as a solid number three, number four, those two. Uh, they've done a good job to kind of address what was a real lack of experience at the position. Um, cool thing about Cecil Shorts, if you're one of the people excited about a small school prospect, uh, go back and dig up their college numbers, man. Uh, Cecil Shorts went to Mount Union. Uh, a shout out to all my Purple Raiders listeners out there. Uh, Mount Union, for those of you that want to answer a bar bet or a lunch bet today, is in Alliance, Ohio. Uh, the Bucks have basically dropped one small school Ohio receiver for another. They had uh, Dante Dye, who was here from Heidelberg, Division Three, uh, and now they replace him with Cecil Schwartz and Mount Union. Uh, was kind of neat. The Bucks had a kid named Roman Namdar in here for rookie minicamp, who had gone to Mount Union, uh, had broken some of Cecil Schwartz's records at Mount Union. Uh, Namdar didn't stick very long; didn't make it longer than the one weekend at a rookie minicamp. Uh, but really neat. You go back and you look at his numbers ridiculous uh, Madden football numbers for Cecil Shorts at Mount Union. 2008, he had 23 touchdown catches in one season. Uh, 2009, kind of dropped off, struggled, only had 19 touchdown catches in 2009. 100 catches on the dot, 1,736 yards 
2009. And then uh, as a senior in 2010, had 18 touchdown catches. So his, his just in really three years, uh, played a little bit as a freshman, but his career totals at Mount Union, 4,705 yards receiving. Uh, works out to like 1,600 yards a year over his last three years, which is crazy. Uh, 63 touchdowns. A 63-yard, 63-touchdown college career is outstanding at any level. So uh, won't have quite that production for the Bucks here. But intrigued to see what Cecil Shorts can do uh, to upgrade their depth at receiver uh, and add some experiences, too. I mean, you think about the Bucks as a unit. I mean, except for Vincent Jackson, don't really have any real... Uh, experience or age to their receiving group. Mike Evans would be the, the second most experienced receiver, basically, in terms of games and catches. Uh, and he's still, whatever, 23, 24 years old. Uh, I want to mention that the Bucks were busy yesterday, as we talked about Tuesday being workout day. It wasn't just Cecil Shorts that came in. Uh, a bunch of other names that, that remind me that they're still tweaking this initial 53 roster. Um, no other signings to report Tuesday, but a couple interesting names they brought in. Uh, one of them is a guy named Jaquiz Rogers, a kid from Oregon State in college. Uh, played as a backup running back with Dirk Cutter his three years in Atlanta with the Falcons from 2012 to 2014. Had a ton of catches. This is like a 50-catch type running back as a backup uh, behind uh, Michael Turner there in Atlanta. And what's intriguing is he also did kickoff returns. So you have two needs the Bucks could potentially address here. They still haven't really said who their kickoff returner is going to be. It might be Ryan Smith, the rookie safety. It might be Adam Humphreys, who's already the punt returner. Uh, but if you look at outside options, Jaquiz Rogers is a guy who would give them a, a more proven option on kickoff returns and would also, <coughs> would also be a more experienced, uh, more proven option as a number three running back. They've got Mike James as that third running back right now. They've got two rookies on the practice squad. Uh, but Jaquiz Rogers could come in and would give you somebody who would have to learn the offense, obviously, uh, but would have familiarity with Dirk Cutter there. Uh, no signing there, but intrigued to see what happened. We had mentioned uh, that the uh, rookie receiver, Mikhail McKay, from Cincinnati was due in yesterday. Mikhail's the big 6'4 kid from Cincinnati, had some really good numbers in college, got cut by the Colts this week. Uh, he came in and left without a contract. He's actually going to visit the Patriots today, uh, trying to get a spot on their practice squad. My thinking right now, and I want to go to the uh, I want to go to the podcast mailbag quickly while I can here. One of the questions that came in uh, from the Pewtercast, one of our regulars, uh, said today they signed Shorts and Wave Spencer. If Evan Spencer clears waivers, do you think they'll bring him back for the practice squad uh, and drop someone there? The fact that they didn't sign one of their receivers yesterday out of this workout makes me think that that's their goal. Uh, Evan Spencer can clear waivers today, Wednesday at four o'clock. If he does, I would think he'd be thrilled to have a chance to stay on with the Bucks. Obviously, he's invested uh, a lot here in the last year since joining the Bucks. Um, so you would think if he has a practice squad option, he probably wouldn't be back here. His dad is the running backs coach, uh, Tim Spencer, here. The other guy they brought in, I mentioned, the other receiver they worked out yesterday uh, is a guy named DeAndrew White. Uh, played at Alabama on their national championships teams. Uh, DeAndre White was a rookie with the Niners last year, played very sparingly. Uh, another speed guy. I mean, a smaller, fast receiver they could get on their practice squad. Again, they haven't chosen to do that yet, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if when I go out to practice here this morning, there's a roster change and there's new guys out there uh, who were added overnight to this Bucks team. The one other name worth mentioning, a uh, guy they worked out, uh, was a former linebacker at TCU, a guy named Paul Dawson. Uh, who was with the Bengals last year, played okay, had 12 tackles as a rookie last year, 
uh, was a draft pick for the Bengals. I had thought the Bucks might very well draft Paul Dawson last year. Uh, obviously, they ended up getting Quan Alexander, and that worked out amazingly well. But going into the draft, uh, Paul Dawson is a guy they worked out uh, on campus, a guy they brought in for a pre-draft visit. So there clearly was an interest in Paul Dawson last year. Uh, now they're in a position they can get him for free, uh, just pick him up as a as an off-the-street agent. Um, they have limited depth at linebacker right now, so especially with uh, Devontae Bond being a question mark with that hamstring, it wouldn't surprise me if they added a linebacker. I don't think they'd cut a linebacker. I think they'd probably cut a guy at another position where they have some, some depth. Uh, but intrigued to see if there's new names we're talking about on tomorrow's podcast as well. I'm going to wrap things up here, uh, but thanks again for listening, guys. Really excited to have the season uh, just days away. Uh, we'll have two more podcasts here Thursday and Friday to preview the Falcons-Bucks game on Sunday. And then uh, I'm actually going to fly back Sunday night, little uh, behind-the-scenes logistics here. Uh, the cool thing about Atlanta is that uh, you can finish on a 1 o'clock game, be done right by 8 or 9 o'clock, and still catch like a 10.30 uh, flight back and be home Sunday night, which is helpful for me. I get back here uh, for the wife and kids, can be packing lunches Monday morning and sending my kids off to school. So I appreciate that. Uh, we will definitely have another big podcast. Really excited about these Monday podcasts after NFL games. There's going to be so much we can talk about. Uh, I think we'll get a lot of feedback from you guys on Sundays after games as well. Uh, I say this every day, but again, thanks for the interaction we have on the podcast. Shoot me an email at lockedonbucks at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnBucks and at Greg Allman. My name, that's A-U-M-A-N. Thanks again, guys. Episode 28 in the books. Uh, looking forward to this week and having a big game to talk about. For now, to wrap things up, this is uh, Greg Allman for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.